Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet. It's our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Co-hosts Madness Shete Jones and Tennille Daniels explore how to make life better by doing it together. Join in as we dish on friendship, family, food, faith, and fearlessness. You're now listening to the Love Madden Podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing a lot better. I had a rough couple days, but I'm doing great today. Yay. I'm glad. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So let's jump right in. I'm so excited because this is our Mother's Day episode. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas. Tennille, happy Mother's Day to you because I know you are a future mama. So sending you some love too. Thank you, boo. Um, all right. So what are you feeling? You know, I'm feeling, yes, uh, I think a couple days ago, I got this really cute box from a company called Greetable. And I had mm-hmm. never heard of them before. But mm-hmm. basically, it's a cube, a, like a paper cube. And they tell you to start like peeling back the layers. And when you peel back the layers, there's like different pictures or words on the different panels of the square or cube and when you open it up I guess there could be anything inside but when I opened mine up it was a bath um, bomb and like this little face mask um, from one of my good girlfriends and I thought it was just so cute yeah Um, and so she was saying that she was just you know thinking of me as I kind of continue to grieve the loss of my grandmother and you know she wanted to do something different from flowers and so Mm -hmm. I thought it was just really really cute she had a picture of me and her daughter um in one of the cubes so it was just a cute little gift and I had never heard of the company so I would say if you're looking for something different to do for a loved one or a friend check out greetable this is not sponsored but (laughs) I was gonna say she was thinking outside of the box but she was actually thinking she was thinking inside the the box (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was, but I mean, it's true to who I am. (laughs) Okay. What are you doing this week? Mine is a box too. Now I sound like a copycat. So um, two weeks ago, one of my girlfriends sent something out on Instagram saying, you know, hey, how's everybody feeling? Who feels like they could use some sunshine right now? And um, I guess whoever responded to the poll, she sent a DM to. Mm -hmm. Um, So she started a group chat of 29 women and... um, labeled it the Sunshine Sisters, and she challenged us all to send a box of sunshine to another woman in the group that would be assigned to us. So um, she did assignments, I guess, based on like proximity, because there's people all over the country. So like we wouldn't be shipping stuff too far or whatever. Uh Um, And then she asked each person for like a few facts about themselves and then told everyone to like go to the other person's IG and learn about them and Mm. put together this box. And so my sunshine sister, um, Brittany, she, uh, Brittany Williams, she's a listener. So, hey girl. Hey Brittany. She sent me a box. Um, and I opened it. It's a white box. I opened it up. It was all yellow inside, all these bright, colorful, yellow, glittery gifts. And like each gift had a note to it, attached to it. And um, it was very personalized. I'm actually using a pair of yellow headphones that was in there and had a note about podcasting. Ooh. And so it had a bunch of um, sweet notes. She even had a gift for Ellie Boo in there. So um, that really brought me a lot of sunshine. So thank you, Britt. And thank you, Kay Alex, for initiating that. 
I love it. I actually saw some of the pictures from Instagram mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that is such a cute idea. I was kind of sad that I didn't sign up to be a sunshine sister. Dang, you missed the boat. I, I did. I did. It's all good, <laughs> I was thinking about creating some <laughs> mini boxes of sunshine to send to like my friends at random throughout the rest of the quarantine because um, oh. I just love the idea so much. So yeah. Maybe you'll get one. Keep your maybe eyes I'll, open. Right, maybe I'll make the list. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. Um, all right. I guess that's all we have for our Hey Girl Hey portion. And so Actually, I, wanna- I have oh. sorry, one more thing that I wanted to say for Hey Girl Hey. If you have not watched, I haven't finished it yet, but I started watching Becoming the um, documentary from Michelle Obama on Netflix. Yes. And there was something that reminded me of um, the Love Madden brand so it was like the art of storytelling and gathering and so it made me think of you it was gonna be my favorite thing but I really like the giftable company a little bit more (laughs) so you had honorable mention (laughs) yeah my honorable mention but it made me think of you and I love Michelle Obama I know you love Michelle Obama and it's just a great story so I encourage everybody to check it out Yes. And actually, you're not the first person to I watched it twice because, you know, I'm a stan. And she talked about um, when we you know, when she wrote the book and she wanted to be in these great arenas. And she said every time she's in these arenas, it reminds her of the power of gathering. Yes, that's Um, what it was. It was like, yes, I thought it was so good. So, you know, I wrote it down in my journal, had to meditate on it. I was like, oh, my God, Auntie Mish and the power of gathering. (laughs) Um, And so a couple of friends actually DM'd it to me and was like, oh, this made me think of you. That made me think of you. So it's like, yay, it's it's connecting yes um so yeah all right uh so hey girl hey we're wrapping that up i'm so excited to jump into today's table topic we are continuing to celebrate mothers all may long happy mother's day for those of you who just celebrated mother's day yesterday we love you um for those of you who are um who have you know your mother's in your lives, for those of you who may be missing your mothers, for those Mm. of you who may want to become mothers, all of you, we're honoring all of you. So happy Mother's Day. We're thinking of all of you. We love you all. Yes. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to jump right in. Welcome to episode 14, Mommy and Me. We're talking healthy mother-child relationships. Um, This is such a major topic. When Tanil and I used to do the Citrus and Sugar podcast, we had actually talked about this. Mm -hmm. um, And we always said that we wanted to bring someone else in to kind of really help us dig deeper to the next level because that mother-child relationship is so crucial. Oh, crucial. To who you become as an adult, Mm -hmm. um, to your inner voice, just to so many things. Like motherhood, it's so important. Um, and so I wanted to to talk about that and talk about that awesome responsibility of motherhood. So with that being said, uh, I want to introduce you to our guest today, my good friend, Salika Wood, No Ordinary Mom. Welcome, Salika. Hey, girls. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Thanks, girl. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. Um, so before we kind of jump in, we wanted to do a quick introduction of Salika. So I will start by sharing Salika's personal mission statement, which she shared with us in her own words. Um, Salika says, I am an intentional parent committed to building healthy bonds and memories with my family. And she finds purpose is in inspiring and encouraging other families to do the same. Um, And this is not just something that she has written down on a piece of paper. This is something that she lives every day. And so we are so grateful to um, to have her here on the show to talk to us about that. I know I've learned so much from her as a mother. And so um, I know you all are going to take a lot away from this conversation as well. Aww. So 
Tanil? I'm so happy to be here, guys. We're so happy, <laughs> yeah, to, have so happy you. to have you. And again, just thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I had not heard of No Ordinary Mom or Salika until um, she started popping up in Maddie's conversations and on Maddie's um, Instagram feed. <laughs> and so I was just, you know, so um, grateful to be able to get connected to Salika through Maddie because, like Maddie mentioned earlier, I will be a mom one day yes. and I want to um, be able to just soak in all of the knowledge of all of the great mothers that I'm surrounded by. And Salika is definitely one of those. So, Tanil, can I say something? Yes. You know what? <laughs> that's how I, that's how I heard about you as well through Maddie. Great things that she shared about you, like in regular conversation. And one of my memories, the probably the best memory. I mean, we haven't had lots of memories, but one of right. the best memories that I have of you is at her baby shower. Like I didn't know anybody at the baby shower. And I remember sitting by myself and you came over and sat beside me on the couch and you were like, mm. Hi, I'm Tanil. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like, you know, when you, when you go to a place that has like so many people, you're yeah. just like, okay, okay, where do I start? Who, like, every, I felt yeah. like everybody knew each other, but yeah, that was sweet of you. No problem. I felt like anyone who was, you know, really close to Maddie was also by proximity really close to me. And Maddie has always done that um, to my friends as well. So I felt like it was my responsibility to make sure that you felt loved and included. Because yes, there were a lot of people there that already knew each other. And I know how it can be hard to navigate those um, situations. So being the new friend. (laughs) We love new friends. We love new friends. So um, Maddie just shared with us your personal personal mission statement, but please share with the listeners a little bit about what you do as an entrepreneur and in your full-time occupation. Okay. Well, I work for the best organization ever. Um, You know, I've had many jobs, but I work for Zion Church um, as the family department coordinator. Um, And as far as like, I'm very, very new on my, as as far as it goes with my entrepreneurial journey, um, I really, really want to make No Ordinary Mom a brand. And so I'm just really just figuring that out. But um, I've been able to reach so many people just by living my life and sharing Mm -hmm. my story. And that's been a blessing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as you know, we are highlighting moms all month long. And we are actually recording this on Mother's Day. And so tell us about your kids. How many kids do you have? And what do you love most about mommying? Oh, I have three, um, three, uh, three, um, <laughs> three, um, <laughs> three kids. I have three kids, um, 17, uh, seven and nine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. One boy, the boys in the middle. So I have two girls oh. and one boy. Um, and it's, it's been great. It's been a great journey. I love it. So before we jump into like the meat and potatoes of today's Wait, she didn't tell us what she loves oh, most she about mom. I'm all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, it sounds so cliche. Every time I say this, I'm like, oh, this sounds like Hallmark-ish. But it's true. This what I'm about to say is really true for me. I true what I love most about momming is just being able to have such a huge impact like on my kids mm-hmm. lives and yeah. you know all that they'll become and I really do truly believe that if you decide to be a mom I mean if that's something that you want to do um like we really just have to cherish it because like children yeah. are a blessing like mm-hmm. I feel so so honored and I, I promise y'all I'm not just like hyping I feel mm-hmm. honored that God chose me to be their parent so I mm-hmm. take it extremely seriously yeah. Yeah. It's as Maddie said, you know, the impact that our mothers and our fathers have on us 
it is a very tremendous responsibility. And yeah. so um, it's nothing to be taken it's, lightly. It's legacy. It's like yeah. you impact your kids, you impact their kids. Like how yeah. you parent and who you are, it, you know, it's generous generations. I keep, and I try to keep that in mind at all times. Like really, even like on the hardest of days, that's what I try yeah. to keep in mind. Like so, I, so many people just make it seem like, let me just raise these kids, get this 18 years over with. Right. And then like, I'm free. Like, nah, nah. Like, make the most of these 18 years and plus, 18 plus years. Like you, if you blessed to have that, yeah. like, I, I just can't, I just know, I don't understand wasting that time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that legacy talk is just so important. So I actually wrote my, um, father a card today because this is his first mother's day without his mom and that was the one thing that I wrote in the card is like everything that you she instilled in you you instilled in us and it made me and my brother the people that we are today and we'll take those things and instill them in our kids so she's gonna you know her legacy is gonna continue to live on long um after her day's here on earth so and, yeah. and you know what a lot of times people like you're you're saying that in a, the, a positive way like he mm-hmm. she, he's a, she's instilled great legacy into your dad and he did that to his children but think about if people had that same mindset with legacy and all of like the negativity and brokenness they're putting yeah. into their kids lives and then that's, that's what they're they're sowing it to their children and their children's children oh, and it's yeah. not until somebody makes the decision to say hey this right here stops breaking the me. chain yeah. right. better yeah. so you have to i think that we should keep that in mind from the beginning like yeah all of this will impact my generations to come what i'm saying now mm. what i'm doing now everything mm-hmm. will impact that it matters yeah it does so before we jump into um the digging in portion of today's episode, share with us your Instagram handle and where listeners can find you so that we don't get lost in all of the goodness of today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at no underscore ordinary underscore mom. That's where I be. And, we, and that's where she be. <laughs> that's where I, um, I was going to say, and we will, um, we'll tag it in the show notes as well. Yeah. So y'all could click right through to her IG. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I know. Actually, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if I follow you, but I will be. I do pay attention, <laughs> though. So. I think we follow each other. If not, yeah, we, we will. We will. Today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're going to dig right on in. Tell us a little bit about your motherhood story, your journey to motherhood. Like, how do you became a mother? Uh, just, you know, kind of a short synopsis to get us started. Yeah, so I I became um, a mom at 19 years old. Um, me and my high school sweetheart, we had um, a darling baby girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know that relationship didn't work out. So I became a single mom at a very young age, and I just remember just feeling like I just wanted to raise children that would need to uh, recover from their childhood. Like that became Mm -hmm. a commitment to me um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like so often, so many people, um, including myself, you spend the, I spent the first decade of my adult years trying to recover from, you know, uh, hurts from when I was a child, trauma. I I, I always get kind of, I don't want to use trauma. Let me not say that because I feel like that's kind of like overused sometimes, but just like wounds from mm-hmm. childhood, childhood yeah. You know what I mean? yeah yeah um so yeah I didn't I didn't grow up in a traditional uh like setting my grandmother my father's mother raised us primarily me and my um older brother and then I have other siblings by my mother but so I would go to my parents house 
every other weekend, um, my mom's house one weekend, then my dad's house. But because I was living with his parents, they, um, I would see him all the time. Like he was Mm -hmm. very, very involved, but my, my relationship with my mother wasn't traditional. I would say. And how did that shape you as a mother? I think that it made me more intentional about how I am and the, the, the time that I spend with my children, because mm-hmm. I, I see now as an adult, how much of an impact it had, like my mom, like missing a lot of like things that were important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now being an adult, like we don't have a, it's not a bad relationship, but mm-hmm. there, I feel like it's some gaps there, you know, mm-hmm. like emotional mm-hmm. gaps and those stem from time missed, you know, when I was younger, I feel like. Yeah. So I really love this concept that you talk about. You said it now, and I've heard you say it so many times before, but creating a childhood that your kids will not have to heal from. Mm -hmm. Can you delve more into how you came to that? So you're telling us, okay, I became a mother at 19 and just boom. Mm -hmm. Like, did you know that instantly? uh, I don't know if it, I mean, I just always felt like a great responsibility, like Mm -hmm. to my children. And and my, at that time it was just child. I Mm -hmm. think I instantly felt a responsibility and it was more, it wasn't just responsibility of like, I got to care for this child, like financially. It was like an instant emotional care that I knew I needed to take care of with Mm -hmm. her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it just, I feel like it just grew deeper and deeper. The more I I learned myself, Mm -hmm. the more I was able to pour into her and in a positive way. And then when you had your now nine-year-old and Mm seven-year-old, did you feel that become even stronger as you matured as a mother as well? Yeah, because Mm -hmm. they're all so different. I, mm-hmm. I I felt that I definitely felt immature because, you know, Sage was the only child for eight years when Dylan was born. Uh, yeah, she was eight years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, for so long, it had just been, been she and I like I knew her backwards and forwards. So now mm-hmm. it's just like I used to always feel like, oh, man, I could never I don't see how people have multiple children. I could never mm-hmm. love anybody as much <laughs> as I love her. Like I just could not see that happening. And then it happened. Like mm. my, my, my heart grew bigger. Like right. that was a real thing. Um, and so he, he's, he was much different than Sage. And mm-hmm. I, so I had to learn like how to, how to love him, how, to, how the way he needed to be loved, the way mm. he responded. And you know, the same thing happened with the third, my third child too. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. girl. I think that's a really good Mm -hmm. point in terms of making sure that you know your children and Mm -hmm. parenting is not cookie cutter because each of them are very different and you have to parent very differently. And I can just see that in how my parents parent my brother and I, because we're two totally different people and the, you know, the strategies and the tactics have to be different. Yeah. And it takes, uh, again, you have to be super intentional about it because also a lot of parents will parent out of like from how they were parented. Mm-hmm. And so they try to give their kids what it is that they felt like they needed as a kid, which I right. think is value in that too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if mm-hmm. you see something, if you, I mean, if you, you feel like there's something that your child could benefit from, by all means you should do it. But I think that we, you have to explore like who that child is and what it is that they need, because mm-hmm. what they need may not be the same thing that you need it. Right. Yeah. You have to learn your kids. So you also talk about being um, a proud, gentle parent. So Mm -hmm. for our listeners who are not familiar with what gentle parenting is, even though it is what it sounds like it is, can you tell us a little bit about what that means and how it looks in your household? Mm. Yeah. um, So gentle parenting is pretty much, I mean, people have different things. You have 
gentle parenting, you have positive parenting, you have mm-hmm. like, a, it's a mindful parenting. Um, it's a lot of different, I, I feel like mine's is all like mixed together, but it's just mm-hmm. more of like a peaceful approach, positive approach to parenting. And it doesn't really look like the, the traditional authoritarian, authoritarian, <laughs> authoritarian, mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. like old school parenting, like you're going to mm-hmm. respect me because I'm your parent. Um, it really just it is like based on love and respect for one another, not mm-hmm. just me. I don't I don't like uh, discipline my children in a way of like in, I don't use in fear and intimidation, mm-hmm. um, you know, threats. I don't do any of that. I'm not trying to control or manipulate them. I, I just try to lead by example. Um, and so. I don't want to get like I do discipline my children. I don't want that to. I, I feel like the way I said it was like I don't discipline my children. No, I don't. You are negotiating. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't discipline them using those tactics. Yeah, those fear tactics. Got um, you. Yeah, so that's that's what it looks like. It looks like major communication. Mm-hmm. It looks like I practice patience every day because parenting mm. isn't easy. But I really do believe that learning self-control will ultimately teach self-control so I try to control myself and my reaction mm, that's good that I say and just always in all situations um seek connection before correction that's like my rule of thumb mm, seek connection before correction yeah mm. I mean because correction just being as a, a parent period correction has to happen but mm. it doesn't always look the same you know what I mean like you have yeah. to you have to you have to try to find some type of connecting point. Um, I gave this. Uh, I did a uh, interview on a podcast last week, mm-hmm. and I gave an example of um, Blaze, my youngest daughter. Like she's just not a morning person, and so she woke up and she she was just I mean like crying like full tantrum mode, like not like laying on the floor or nothing, but it was just like I'm tired. I don't mm-hmm. want to go. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I mean she she will do it over and over and over again, and you know I could feel myself like on a brink of like girl, if you don't go in there and wash your face and brush your teeth, like, we gotta go. <laughs> I could feel it in my shanana. <laughs> like this is this is about to happen. And you know what? I was just like, she is a child who is extremely tired and frustrated. She's not a morning person. So I told her, come here. And so she came to me and I gave her like the biggest hug, the longest mm-hmm. hug you probably. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's worth being late for school. It's, this is worth being late for school. Wow. I gave her a hug and I was just like, I know exactly how you mm-hmm. feel. I am so tired too. Like, I don't like getting up early, but we got to go do what we got to do. But it's going to be okay. And I prayed mm-hmm. for her. And she was just like, okay. And she went and got herself together. Oh, she had wow. a great day. But wow. imagine if it was just like a yelling match back, right. with, back and forth, forth. And then I would have ended up having to apologize later. Her feelings hurt. I would have said something, you know, something that would have lasted far beyond that right. moment that I would have mm-hmm. regretted. So, mm-hmm. again, being for myself, just being able to be the calm. I'm trying to be the example, be the mm-hmm. model and not join into what her chaos looks like because it's not helpful. Um, just th- that connection before correction. I was still able to get her to do what I needed her to do, but I had to take a moment and gather myself first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I have a question. So for parents who are currently in that correct mode first because that's what they've been used to Mm -hmm. what resources or tools did you use to get to this point where you are using this gentle parenting style Uh, well 
I'll, I'll give, well, I'm going to start backwards. One resource that I think is great right now is a Doug Fields uh, workbook. It's called Intentional Parenting. And it's a great, great resource just for you to figure out, like, create a plan for how you want to um parents your children or you know even lead your family and it's a again it's a workbook so you fill in the blanks but he gives it's like you really like everything from money to beliefs to all of that it it just really gives you like a template to mm-hmm. plug in your thoughts on it and and then it's um it's excerpts throughout it just to help you but mm-hmm. one of the um things also that helped me was the five love languages um for mm-hmm. your children mm-hmm. and that's uh Gary Chapman everybody knows him mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. um but that really helped me for all of the parents of um multiples especially um if you have more than one kid that book was extremely helpful for me just um learning to identify um the my children's love languages just so I could better connect with them. Mm, um, but yeah. I would say in the beginning, that's why I said I'm going backwards. In the beginning, I felt like I just tried to like just learn what I could learn from other people, like have conversations with people who were doing mm-hmm. it differently, people who seemed like they were more, way more patient than me. Um, mm-hmm. Reading articles, I used to be on BabyCenter.com like a lot, and so you get a chance to see how other people are parenting because mm-hmm. the way your parents parent parented you isn't the only way and so right. it's like really mm-hmm. exposing myself to mm-hmm. other ways and then it's just kind of like you just eat the meat and throw away the bones and right. you know that's that's mm-hmm. just that's how I learned a lot of what I learned just exposing myself to different things mm-hmm. um outside of what I was uh what I was used to so I have another follow-up to Tanil's follow-up so in the example <laughs> that you gave with Blaze um when mm-hmm. she woke up and she was upset in the morning mm-hmm. um I think that what a lot of parents run into is they already have so much frustration that may or may not even have to do with their kids Mm -hmm. that the kid, you know, becomes the straw that breaks the camel's back. So the parent has all these intentions to hug and love up on the baby, but they're so frustrated that they end up inadvertently taking out on the kid. And like you said, in some cases, apologize. Some parents don't even believe in apologizing to their kids, which is also, um, Toxic. Another issue. Yeah, another <laughs> issue for another episode. Um, because if, like you said, you want to model the behavior that mm-hmm. you want them to see. And it's so many of us who probably never heard their parents apologize to them. And, you know, right. we're 30, 40 years old. Yeah. But um, how do you deal with sort of your own because you've got to do work on your own before you can show up as a great mom, like Ooh, your own frustration, true. your own yeah. mindfulness. How do you how are you first peaceful enough to be the calm in their lives? Yeah, I I don't think yeah, internally I don't believe it like patience isn't something that comes natural to me. I always tell people, like I've had so many like moms like slide into my DM, you know, certain things I'll post and they just be like, I wanna do it, you know, but they, they just don't be listening or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't be I have to be them. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. I always tell them like it's it takes daily practice, like practice practice makes permanent. It's not mm-hmm. something that has come just like so easily to me, but I think just kind of just being reflective. I, I try to reflect often all the, you know, all the time and be mindful of what I'm exposing myself to. I don't want to be hanging with a whole bunch of mothers who yelling and cussing and fussing at their kids all the time. Yeah. Like I just, that's just not what I'm about. So um, I think just kind of like being honest and truthful with myself and my emotions. Like, so the times that I do get frustrated, it's not like I'm like always like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like, no, nah, sometimes <laughs> that take, that's a trip to target. I need, I need some time. I got to yeah. reach out to my tribe and say, you know, sometimes I'm just, 
just I just vent um, to them and you just need a shoulder to cry on. Um, but just know like it's going to be OK. But you have to I think you have to make the first step of even saying, OK, I want to try something different. And every day is not going to be perfect, but you keep, you keep trying, you keep putting your best foot forward and know that your children deserve that. Your children deserve the respect. They deserve for you to be peaceful. They deserve for you to be patient. And mm-hmm. I think you, we need to do everything in our power to work towards that. Okay. So when you talk about discipline, you say communication and connection yeah. are, are critical things that you do. So just to be clear, no spanking. No. I, under, I don't any, spank. under any circumstance. No, my oldest daughter, when she was a toddler, like I I remember like a couple of times that I would spank her. And mm-hmm. in recent years, I apologize to her because it breaks my heart every time I think about it because I know better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when you parenting out of frustration, like for me, it was only done because I was just like, well, that's what you do. You know, you don't, you act up. I don't, you don't, you don't listen to what I said, you know, do you won't get, you won't get spanked. But that's what happened. That's what my old school grandparents did to me mm-hmm. or, you know, my, my parents would, if you you just got you got spanked that's what it was but it, mm-hmm. now that i know better i know that there are ways for me to correct you without physically putting Touching like you. causing you Touching physical you. physical pain like i had to apologize to her for that and she was just like it's okay mommy like you know i'm fine but <laughs> in my mind it's just like i'm somebody who say they love you how can i say i love you and i'm i'm hitting you because wow. in, in a way of like to control your behavior because nine times out of ten you will always whatever that that thing is they did to get and you know quote quote I got my air quotes up in trouble <laughs> you it's always a deeper issue that you will have to circle back to it mm-hmm. it will always need to be dealt with so why not just start there why is just like the spanking always the starting point for I feel like so many parents but especially like black parents mm-hmm. yeah. so wait well, there's no tapping either no, I I don't feel the need to tap them. Like I can, I can, I can get more. Define it. No taps. No, I feel like I can get my point across without doing that. I don't, I don't mm. have to do that. Um, and I mean, my kids, they, they will, if they need to have like, like when they're younger, you know, time out, or if they have to be punished. I mean, my even my older daughter, like she don't really she's probably been punished maybe three or four times in her life. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we can, we take away privileges, things like that, but Mm -hmm. it's always going to be a conversation. We all, I'm always going to try to get to the root of the problem so that it doesn't like the point of the point of discipline is like, we're trying to correct the behavior, right? right? So constantly having to pop your kid or spank your kid or whatever. It's not working. It's not working. One of Mm -hmm. y'all is not learning. Which one of y'all not learning? Because y'all both are doing the same thing. (laughs) So, okay, let's try something different. Let's figure out how we can stop this once and for all. And Mm. that's what, that's my mindset. Like, let's get to it. And what about with toddlers? Because I have a toddler. I do talk to her, but she don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I do talk to her. My mother says, if you talk to her enough, she will start to, even if you don't see it, things are sinking in and, you know, model the behavior, show her and just be patient. But I'm like, hmm. Is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your mom. When do we turn the corner? <laughs> you will, <laughs> you will. It's an everyday thing because uh, these spanking, especially like toddlers, and these are all my opinions and my. This is my research I've done with my own family. Right. Uh, it 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 kind of evokes a sense of fear in your kid mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. want to have. You don't ever want your. It, it will break your heart the day you go to pop her and she flinches. Like mm-hmm. that will. Trust me yeah. on that. It will break your heart. Yeah. And so 
I, I'm just for me and my parenting journey. It is not cookie cutter. It is not always perfect, but I do always try to think of ahead of the impact that I'm making. What what am I? What I say today, how will that impact them tomorrow or later on yeah. today? One of my one now. of my friends, one of my girlfriends was telling me that her oldest son, she went to pop him when he was maybe five or six, and he says, "Mommy, why why are you hitting me? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, maybe six. And she said, "Because you're not listening." And he was like. Well, when daddy doesn't listen, you don't hit him and daddy doesn't hit you. So why are y'all hitting me? And she was Mm -hmm. like, she never touched him again, you know, because it that That made her reflect. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. one of them, one of them kids that's like very can articulate, you know, so he was able to to share what it was that he was feeling with her. And she said that that was a game changer for her. Like, you know, why can't you just tell me the same way that y'all talk to one another? Yeah. Um, and, so and I, Maddie, I think good. you've heard me, me say this before too. Like when I, you you'll hear so many people say, "Well, my mama, she she spanked me or she beat me, and I was fine. I turned out mm-hmm. fine." And it's just like, no, now you're beating your kid. So did you really turn out fine? Right? No. <laughs> right. 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 It's not. That's not it's, the right. It's, it's not fine. Good. It's okay. Yeah, it's not fine. Yeah. yeah. And then another thing that I've, I've heard you say, um, and you were just talking about this, not wanting to instill fear in your kids. It's mm-hmm. like your kids will, you know, you, you, I want my kids to have a healthy fear of me. And I am one of your little friends. And then at a certain age, you, you want friendship with your yeah. kids and your kids are like, how am I supposed to be friends with you Yeah, when I've been scared of you or when you've made it clear that I'm not one of your friends. Yeah. Um, so can you share with us some of the ways that you do promote friendship with each one of your kids? Cause I know you have your boys, girls, you have teens and little. So can you mm-hmm. share a little bit about how, what friendship looks like at each one of those levels? I think for, for across the board, it looks like, um, for like whatever, being interested in whatever they care about, mm-hmm. because when when you're interested, when they see that you care about what they care about, you ain't just like, you don't want to play your little Fortnite game. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> no, like in their mind and their little, my son's uh, nine year old mind, Fortnite is life. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm not going to dismiss it because that's something that he cares about. But I, I try to use every for all of the kids, like I try to use every opportunity to just dig a little bit deeper to let them know like, okay, what, what is it that you like? Or what, and I also try to give them, um, try to, I feel like by having conversations with them and digging deeper and asking the tough questions, it gives them a chance to learn to advocate for themselves mm-hmm. um, at all ages. I mean, my, my eight-year-old, like if she says stop like to one of the other kids and they don't like they playing with her or they keep doing something and she, she say stop and I'll interject like she said stop. I said, Blaze, if you don't want mm-hmm. somebody to do something to you, you make sure you speak up and you say it. And for them, I tell them, make mm-hmm. sure you respect that. Like, mm-hmm. so that, that's right. Yeah, that's a way. And and for me, in turn, that lets them know that they can trust me. They can trust that I'm always going to try to do the right thing for them. So mm. I'm like, we hear, we hear so many times parents, you know, I'm not one of your little friends, but I feel like they can have no better friend than me. I want them mm. to. I, I'm, I'm trustworthy. I'm honest. Um, I'm fun. All of these things, the kind of friend that I am, I want them to know. I want to be that to them, and I want them to be that to me. Um, I don't think I have to sacrifice respect because my friends are respectful to me, and I'm respectful to my friends. So Both ways. I think, yeah, I think it's about redefining what friendship looks like to you. I mean, some people just think, okay, yeah, we friends. We going to the club. You know, we, we like I'm not, right. I'm not doing that with my kids. But when I'm talking about like the real core of friendship, friendship. they can find no better friend than me. That's mm. good. Cause I think now that you say that it's like, 
your parents should be your first friends and yep. they mm-hmm. should model, like you said, what friendship looks like for you mm-hmm. to other people. So that yeah. was really good. Yeah. And in real mm-hmm. and in real life, you have different levels of friendship. And yeah. I think it's defining that too. You know, I have friends, you got I know I have different circles of circle of friends. I got my mm-hmm. mom friends. I got my work friends. Mm-hmm. I got the friend that I know that I could call when I'm like really I need some advice. I need a show mm-hmm. to crown. Like you have different circles of friends, different levels of friendship. And right. I think that, that can you can have that with your child too. That's not that doesn't mean that has to be your confidant. And you know yeah. uh Right. I just, I just don't. That's that's not my definition of friendship. Right. Yeah. It's more about that mutual respect. Yes, it's a mutual respect, and so yeah. many parents think it has to be a trade off, either respect or friendship, and I feel like you can have both. Yeah, I love that. So you talk a lot about um, creating memories, you know, that will last Mm -hmm. and just having a lot of fun with your kids. And Mm -hmm. I think that's that's part of building that friendship. So can you share any fun family ideas or practices for our listeners who want to who want to do the same, who want to create these childhoods that their children will not have to heal from, but things that they'll look back on fondly? Yeah, that has been like creating memories. Anybody who knows my family, like that is like the core, (laughs) outside of like respect and integrity, like those are things that, you know, are very, very important to my family. But like building, making memories is like priority. I just feel like we have such a limited time, you know, Mm -hmm. with our children, with them being, you know, younger, younger children. Uh, We have such a limited time, so we got to make the most out of it. But um, so we, we, we look for any opportunity. We celebrate everything. Everything is a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> when when somebody if somebody lose a tooth in here, everybody gets get something. Everybody gets a gift. They so nice. When when somebody when somebody loses a tooth because everybody getting the, everybody is getting the treat like you know right. your favorite candy or whatever we don't give money but right. um like your favorite candy or something um of course trips and just trying to create those not even like these uh, big elaborate trips like road mm-hmm. trips and just trying to out uh, we'll always ask the kids what's something you want to do um just like think big or think small, whatever it is, like what's something mm-hmm. that you want to do? And I will like me and my husband are always make like a mental note of it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's figure out how we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, because those are the things like I want to be able to share those times with them where we can look back and say like, remember when, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that we're about to do now is, um, a time capsule. Ooh, fun. Um, yeah. So we ordered a time capsule from Amazon. And so we're all putting something that's special to us inside the um, inside of it. And then we're going to record, you know, we're going to record us putting it in there. So we'll have it on the flash drive and the flash drive will go inside of it, too. So whenever somebody mm-hmm. digs it up or if we go back and dig it up, we can remember like why we put that in oh, there. Why? That's so sweet. Wow. Yeah. And so we, and we're going to bury that. So just doing those type of things, we we set a lot of goals, too. Um, for our family, like we, we include the kids in like setting goals. Like we did a, a family savings challenge. They wanted to go on, um, a big trip. So we did like this $5 money challenge. I'm sure y'all saw it. It's mm-hmm. like everywhere at the beginning of the year. So you mm-hmm. like the first week you say $5, the next right. week you say $10. Mm-hmm. So of course it's our money, but we included the kids in it. So it got, it got to the point, like when they got birthday money, they was like, oh, we want to put it in a bucket, you know, That's for our, our family savings challenge, but just getting them excited about life and experiences mm-hmm. and um one other thing i like to mention is like when we um we are able to all eat together because we don't eat dinner together every day or breakfast mm-hmm. together but when we do have when we do do those things um 
we do best part, worst part. And so it's like whatever the best part of your day or week was mm-hmm. um, and the worst part of your day or week. And that always leads to like much more conversation. It never, it's never just like, okay, well, my worst part was I went to school. Best part was, it's like, it, we always just like, well, why? What, Tell what me more. Yeah, yeah. And it leads mm-hmm. to like meaningful conversation, but seeking those moments and every, every chance you get um, has just been a game changer for our family. And I know you do your family date nights and you do just your date night with you and your boo, right? It's not just yes. like 24 seven. Kids. Yeah, <laughs> no, we do, we do date nights every week, and our kids know every Monday we we be back. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, since we've been quarantined, you got to get creative, right? So last yeah. week we did. Um, I planned this virtual um virtual cooking class for my, for my husband, and so mm-hmm. I told him I was like, "Y'all bet not come upstairs." <laughs> <laughs> I was in the basement and I asked Sage, my oldest, I was like, okay, can you go down there with them and do a movie night? Yeah, I was like, if you don't if you don't feel like it, it's all right. But you know, will you do it? And so she was like, Yeah, I do it. So she went, I got them snacks and all of that, and I mm-hmm. sent them down the basement. And I ended up cash apping her later, you know, selling Aww. her thanks for babysitting. But you know, you. yeah, because I just wanted her to know like she could have much rather been in her room on FaceTime with her friends, but you know, she did that with her brother and sister. Mm-hmm. But um, I told them, like, y'all better not come upstairs. Like, I don't care what y'all got to do. If you, and I told him, I was like, if you got to go to the bathroom, you better tip <laughs> But nobody wasn't messing up my day. Like. Hey, do y'all still do kids takeover day? Yes, we do kids in charge. It's called kids in charge. That's the best day ever. I wish kids. that joint existed when I was little, man. Right. They were running amok. Yeah, it's July 19th. It's July 19th of every year. And so the kids get to decide like what it is, what they want their day to look like. And a lot of times it's just fun and junk food and whatever it is they want to do. And for my oldest daughter, it's beauty supply runs. Like she... (laughs) She was working last summer. Like she was like, she sent me a picture and was like, "Can you go pick me up this hair from the beauty supply?" Remember, kids in charge, girl. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's the little things though, but it gives you a chance to kind of see what's in their heart. You know, like mm-hmm. what matters to them because yeah. yeah, and I don't have to worry about making any decisions that day. So yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> this was such a hearty meal. I enjoyed everything that you shared. Oh, it was thank you. Amazing. And you know, one thing that I'm going to take away and that just really stuck with me was, you know, create a childhood that your child doesn't have to heal from. Mm-hmm. Um and I just wanted to let the mothers um know and people who aspire to be mothers one day, it's not you're not going to do everything perfect. So, mm-hmm. you know, there may be some instances where you you know, do do something that mm-hmm. you have your child will have to heal from one day, or yeah. you might realize, you know, in that moment or a couple of months later that, oh, that may have affected my child. Let me go and try to work through it with them mm, um, so that in, in the moment. Right. Because mm-hmm. those traumas that linger with kids year after year and then they become adults mm-hmm. it just creates larger holes and, and larger um, gaps for brokenness and yeah. so you're you're not going to be perfect no one expects you to be um, mm-hmm. but I think if you go in with the good intention of you know creating a childhood that your child doesn't have to heal from you will be just fine mm, I so. 100% agree that was yeah. great yeah totally yeah. agree um, okay, so we're going to go into 
the fun part of the episode. I mean, this was all good, but we do an elective segment um, every week. And so since we have a special guest on, we're going to do our this or that segment. Okay. You're just supposed to give the first answer between the two options um, that I present to you. So whichever one you would rather. One second to respond. No overthinking. Um, so it's going to be rapid fire. Okay. Okay. And we don't you give ready? an explanation either, right? No explanation. Okay. <laughs> no, no nothing. Just All right. go, go, go. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Coffee or cocktails? Cocktails. Sleep in late or go to bed early? Sleep in late. Toddlers or teenagers? Uh, teenagers. Big birthday parties or simple celebrations? Simple celebrations. DIY or ready-made? Both. Uh, DIY. <laughs> um, strict routines or depends on the day? Depends on the day. Family trip overseas or family trip to Disney World? Uh, overseas. Classic holidays or make up our own traditions? Make up our own traditions, always. All right. Um, screen time or play outside? Hmm. Play outside. Girls night out or date night with husband? Oh gosh! Uh, <laughs> wisely, uh, day night, day night. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to go into a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I'll, I'll oh. catch them girls later. <laughs> I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Yeah. Um, all right. This was so good. Thank you, Salika. Before uh, we close, we got to do our favorite part, though. Um, it's time for the question, question of, of the, the episode. episode. Okay, you guys did not rehearse that. No. Apparently, <laughs> we do this every week, and every week is a mess. Every week. <laughs> it's, it, um, what's making it worse is that we're in quarantine and we can't see each other. So we have no idea what's coming when. You so all I'm, just, I'm over here like smiling like an idiot, like, uh, okay, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a guest on last week and she was like, hey, okay. uh, right. <laughs> and I'm still not clear on what the game is. Uh, it's so every week so we let ask. Me, let me just oh, okay. yeah. go ahead, define it. Okay. So, yes, every week we ask <laughs> each other the question of the episode. So, I'm going to ask you a question and we're all going to share our response. Mm -hmm. So this week's question of the episode is, even though many of us have not heard or we have heard, I'm not one of your little friends on more than one occasion from our parents. We still shared fun and joyful moments with our moms. So share with uh, the listeners one of your fondest memories with your own mother. Um, mine's probably was when I was, uh, 15, mm -hmm. I went, I had a best friend in school who went to, um, she, she moved to Georgia with her mother. So, so we were in high school here together in Maryland. She moved with her mother. And so I took the bus, like I convinced my mom to let me take the Greyhound bus down there to visit her. But mm -hmm. I mean, I got so turned around on the bus, the Greyhound bus. I ended up in Tallahassee, Florida, where what? I was supposed to be in Georgia. <laughs> like it was crazy. And so then they ended the, they ended up coming there to get me to Tallahassee. Mm. And um, the my friend and her family, they came and got me or whatever. But I refused <laughs> to get back on the bus and go home to, <laughs> to Maryland. <laughs> so my mother 
my I, like my mother was just like, just get on the bus and you come back home. Just stay on the bus until you get to Union Station. <laughs> I refuse to go through that again. So my mother drove down to get me. <laughs> that's one of my fondest memories. She always talks about that now. She'd be like, remember when I drove down there to get you? Like, you, you want to get on the bus? I was about to live in Georgia. I was not coming back. And so, you like, yeah, well, that's see you memory. next time because I'm going to get back on the gray line. And literally when she got there, like, you know how long that drive is to Georgia, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Literally when she got there, I was like, up, oh, ready to go? And she was like, can I sit down? Can I use the bathroom? <laughs> I was ready to go home. <laughs> that is funny. So, Too yeah. funny. Uh, Tennille, you want to go next? Sure. So um, most of my fondest memories with my mom is just spending quality time with her on the weekends. Um, We would always have our little shopping and like dinner dates on Saturdays. And that was our time to do one of the things that we both love shopping, of course. And then over dinner, we would just, you know, talk and connect. And I think those are the memories that I'm always going to um, take with me and that I'll miss tremendously when she's gone. So so um, shopping Saturdays is what oh, I'll call sweet. it. I love that. Um, sweet. <clears throat> mine is I used to now thinking back, it was just foreshadowing of my life, but I used to have this <laughs> little um, cafe. It was called Coco La Coco Cafe. It was just regular food that was in our fridge that I would like heat up and serve to my family. <laughs> and my little sister um, she was the waitress. I was the owner. And so I would have my parents come in. We would set the table with like linens and my mom had like lace napkins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I would put a little sprinkle of cocoa on the plate. Like everything had cocoa. Um, so I would like take a little pinch of Hershey's cocoa. And that was like the signature for Cocoa Cafe. Um, and so my parents, they would do the whole thing. Like they would wait at the front. I would bring them a bill. I, they would have to sign the thing. And my <laughs> my dad would be like, <laughs> same <laughs> restaurant. This is the same food your mom made. <laughs> and, and my mom would be like, just stop it. Stop it. Oh, this is delicious. Oh, this is so good. You know? And so we would do this all, you know, like all, like every couple of weeks. I and my sister, until she got sick of being the, um, so she got sick of being a waitress. But um, I just appreciate my mom for just letting me like go all the way with all my drama. And I, I have yeah. more than that, but like just letting me be me and playing along, like look. Looking back, I really, really appreciate it. So that's my that's my fondest. Coco La Coco so Cafe. Yeah. That is so cute. Coco yeah. La Coco, the strawberries bistro. The strawberries bistro. I don't know. that for you, Maddie. Maybe I'll open a restaurant one day. Maybe. Hmm. All right. Any closing thoughts, ladies, before we uh close out for this episode? This was just a great way to celebrate my Mother's Day. I'm, just, I'm so happy to just be able to share. Um, I just want to just kind of like to piggyback off of what Tanil said about um, just nobody is perfect. No, we aren't going to get it right all the time. Yeah. Um, doesn't have that doesn't have to stop you from trying not to be perfect but just to try to put your best foot forward so I just encourage all parents like even in the most frustrating times like Mm -hmm. you know after you have you just acknowledge that frustration try to move forward and really just take the time to enjoy your children because Mm -hmm. it really is just a season like these are moments that we'll never see again Mm -hmm. so make the most of it you have we have a limited time to make an impact so just make the best of it 
That's awesome. All right. Well, I have nothing to add. I think you summed it all up. Salika, thank you so much for coming and laughing and talking with us. Um, yes. We definitely appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Happy Mother's Day, Salika. Happy Mother's Day to me. I love thank you guys. You. Happy Mother's Day, Maddie and Salika. Love you guys. All right. Bye, right, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Love Madden Podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Rate and review. Then let's keep talking over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.